don't mind me. I'm just trying to get your attention. This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I'm joined, as always, by... I'm Mark, and want to watch a movie? Now? I'm Chad. Well, we can't watch a movie now. We're doing a dang podcast. And we can talk about one, though. Maybe even a few. Maybe even a few. Roughly, uh, probably like four, if I had to guess. Well, to, uh, I feel like we drop it more sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, but... talking about today. Yeah. On this show, as you know by now, we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. Sometimes we fuck up. Sometimes mm. we fuck up and don't look at you oh, no. correctly. And sometimes that is Mark's fault because See, he picked the movie. I was going to wait a little while before calling Mark out like this. But yeah, I I mean, let's just front load it. Uh, Mark, you picked the year that this was in a film festival. Yeah. Not in America not... either, like a dumbass. Yeah. Tell you ride. I can tell you ride because you're wearing a motorcycle helmet. I think tell you ride is in the U.S. Is that the first one it played? I think so. Okay, so it was in the U.S. I don't know where it is. I learned who's the dumbass. (laughs) So you, my apologia, my apologies. Letterbox gives you the like when did it first premiere anywhere date, not the date it was released. We normally will double check things. Right, Um, but we didn't. Wikipedia, we I. Discovered if I was a smaller this. person, I would say that Cody's normally the one that catches that, and he did not catch it, so it's his <laughs> fault. I'm I'm a bigger person. I sat down it's, last it's night to watch Francis Ha on the, the Criterion app, and Criterion listed it as a 2013 movie, and I was like, uh oh. <laughs> That can't be good. And and Chad lives on a much different time zone than us. So we awoke to, hey Uh guys, I think this movie came out in 2013 with hours before we record, essentially, with no time to watch another one. Now, my actually my original pick for 2012 that I switched to Francis Ha last second, following my heart, etc., was The Avengers. Disney's mm. Marvel's The Avengers. So real quick, that movie I, is about superheroes fighting an alien, and it's pretty good. Yes, uh, I, I I kind of said, hey, we could. We, I don't think any of us need to rewatch The Avengers to have a discussion right. about it. And well, I let's just in do integrity. the. Let's just do the vote. Let's just do the vote. Is Avengers better than Les Mis? Cody, go. Yes. <laughs> okay, Mark, is Avengers better than Les Mis? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Okay. Well, I guess Avengers wins so far in 2012. So, Francis Hall, at the end of this episode, will be going up against Avengers and not Lame Damn. Well. I haven't thought um, about that, though. I was like, it was easily better than, I mean, they're both better than Lame is, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, I mean, w- rules are made on the fly on this podcast, and we did just throw Avengers in there as well. Wow, call, call me Drew Carey because everything's made up and the points don't matter. Uh, but no. the points do matter in a way, you know. Uh, talking points matter. Mm, that's true. Mm, that really makes you think. Well, here's the thing. What's funny about all this too is the the movie we're talking about next episode. My pick was released at a film festival in a different year, but I did check that one, and we did do it the proper year that it was released instead of covering it last year. Oh, good. So we got one so of them right. We can't get them all right. Is what you're saying? Well, if we were doing uh film festival rules but we're not but for this episode let's pretend Ooh, it's chilly we're up in telluride Ugh, <laughs> the, the air is so thin up here 
ooh, we're watching a movie, a cozy little movie about New York. Ooh. Mm. Is this but, cozy? I guess it's, it's cozy. It's cozy. It's, cozy. it's New yeah, York. It's, it's New York. Jerry! It's, hey! like, it's New York, Jerry! It's, it's like a summertime movie, though, I feel like. Uh, it goes it's cold seasons. at my apartment right now, and that is where I watched it. So, but mm. ooh, 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 we've, we've got our screening to, for Francis Ha later tonight at the film festival. Let's let's maybe go to the Megaplex and see some other movies first. So um, we're now going to go see movies from nine years from now? Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Ten years. Well, uh, yeah, nine years from now. Yeah. I did the math right, Mathnasian. I, yeah. I got confused. I was like, wait, was this one in 2011 or 2012? I remember that it was... I'm sorry, guys. Let's uh, talk about Mark's movie first and do Chad's last because we're going to spend some time on Chad's. All right, so y'all be brisk. Yeah, uh, for sure. Be like, uh, make like iced tea and be brisk. Oh, I, I sent you what you're talking about, but I... Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, well, um, speaking <laughs> of movies that... I'm, I'm struggling for a connection here. There's a scene in Francis Hollis in France, and uh, this one's in uh, also in Europe. Last night in Soho. I'm struggling, guys. That's in London, my man. I said also in Europe. Yeah, but yeah. still. Um, I probably would have tried to did. draw a connection between the, the characters. Mm. I haven't seen Last Night in Soho, but is, is, the, is uh, both like Thomas Jason and McKenzie like Francis at all? She's like chasing she's blonde. She's blonde. Thomas and McKenzie's brunette. And not, not in the in movie. The mo- well, uh, in the beginning well, of the movie, she, she dyes is. her hair. Spoilers. That's in the trailer. She has very runny uh, eye makeup. Uh, I guess. I guess it's mascara, maybe eyeliner. I don't know. It, it looks like it, she's been it's, crying. It's actually ghost makeup. She goes to a Halloween party and dresses like a ghost. Chad, oh, you good. Haven't, you haven't seen Last Night in Soho. Let me just give no, you the, the first act of the movie. Cool. Um, or like kind of the setup of the movie, right? I kind of think the trailer probably did that There's already. This girl, I feel like I know so much about no, the movie from the trailer. E- even even less, right? There's this girl. Okay. Um, and the first act, to be clear, Chad, it goes on for a fucking long time. Is it just a I'm, long movie or is it just like front just, loaded? It's weird. It's hmm. it feels long. Um, feels long. Uh, so, Chad, there's a there's a girl. She wants to be. A designer. She also yeah. has. If I powers. could be any, anywhere in the world, I'd be here she, in London in the sixties. I mean, we should address that her voice is insane, <laughs> and that is kind of a difficult. <laughs> she's a great actress. Thomas McKenzie yeah, she's is awesome. a good actress. Good. I loved but her uh, in old earlier this year. But playing a well, she's playing like a child in that, like mm-hmm. who's grown up too fast. She is playing a normal 20 something well, year old in this. And that, I don't know. Recent college grad, psychic right? Psychic and can see mm. her mom. She's like going into university. Wait, so she already had like psychic powers going her into mom, the movie? Like, uh, I thought something special was happening with the dreams. Committed I didn't know. Suicide, was... I think. And okay. when she yes. like looks in a mirror, she can see her mom sometimes. Yeah. Um, she wants to be a designer goes mm-hmm. into the she's a country girl goes into the big city Ooh, to, classic uh, to, classic to film plot. now chad do you think a things go awry in the big city ends up being too big for a little country girl or that's b, option b things are fine <laughs> well you certainly hope for movie. option b <laughs> 
And and would it surprise you, Chad, if this 21-year-old born mm, yeah. in at oldest, she's probably yeah. no, she's going into university. I so think she's, she's like 18. 18. Yeah. So she's 18. So she was born in, let me remind you, 2003. Right. Um, so you know, she's probably super into oh music that a fifty-five-year-old. No, 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 no. See, she, yeah, she, see, just... she's not. In, she's not like other girls, though. Is what you're you're forgetting. I mean, she, she's oh, cool. Right. She was born in the wrong generation. She should have been born in the much more racist generation. To be fair, she was, was raised she... by her grandmother, who is Fine. the appropriate age for that music. I don't know the music. My favorite part of the movie, so I can't get too mad. Yeah, but it. it's also like just kind of like. I don't know. Yeah, any it, movie that lets me listen to like British invasion movie music, like any any non pretentious movie that plays the shins, I'm I'm down with. Like, well, and Zach Braff, Chad, get out of here. But you know, I'll listen. I'll listen to the shins otherwise. Chad, you did mention. Oh, let her go back to the '60s, yeah. and she does talk very directly about how much she's inspired by the '60s to mm. her black kind of boyfriend, and that's not really. It, anything I mean, is kind of really dealt with with that in the movie which is yeah. kind of interesting well, the I mean, what was going on with like know. black it history in the 1960s not not much right not in england england's not racist <laughs> I guess that's true yeah it's never england's never done nothing wrong with no had, races had no part in the slave trade <laughs> nothing wrong with no races in england uh the movie's not good cool well, I don't I, know. Trash can. I know people that liked the movie, so I'm not saying that. Yeah, have zero chance of liking the movie. I'm saying I, I like Edgar Wright. Like I liked Baby Driver, and Baby I'm Driver saying, has horrible people in it. I'm so. saying Mark didn't like it, and Cody didn't like it. It's hmm. up to you, Chad. But neither one of us really. So I it's not it on like, the best picky recommend list. No. no. Okay. I um, gave it a slightly more generous rating, and truly, every time I think about it more, I'm like, I. I I liked that it was shot well. What, what am I? What am I rewarding it for? Really, because I didn't like it. I've like been tempted to become one of those guys that doesn't do star ratings on Letterboxd. Boo! Just because, like, I would boo you. Who is it? Well, but who is it for? <laughs> like, it's, it's for you. It's, it's for people for to get mad at me for not liking Eternals enough or something. Uh, that's yeah, what. It's it's also- no, your review would have made me mad. True. It's um, also for like me when I'm rewatching Francis Han being like, I don't know, four and a half stars, and then seeing that I gave it five stars last time, and I was like, you were right, Pastor Mark, it is five stars. I I the other thing is like people like want to punch me in the head and say hmm. it's original cinema. We're, like pay respect to the auteurs who are working. This shit is not original. I'm sorry, yeah. it's not. It's not. I've fucking seen this a million times. It's like okay. Name one movie about a small time girl that moves into the big city, and she faces sexual violence and horror. I don't know. I couldn't think of any that we've covered on this podcast. Hmm. Um, un unfairly maligned movie in that case, but Showgirls. I'm talking about Showgirls. Showgirls um, yeah. I think it was pretty fairly maligned, but I, I kind of. I'm not. I'm not the biggest uh, Verhoeven fan, though. You're not. But, yeah. Uh, Showgirls is not that good, but it's also not that bad, is my opinion on that one. I don't know. It's just the Razzies. Um, yeah, fucked up. It, um, it feels kind of generic. I mean, I think that there generic, are some which, aspects yeah. of the plot which are like fairly original, but also like. 
I'm not like going to cinema since this, but no. I have some questions about like how things work in terms of her powers and whatnot. Uh, but Chad, yeah. so let me just let me just give you, you know, we're gonna play another game here, right? So she like has these. Is the game called or, "Hurry Up and Wrap Up This Movie"? Uh, no. Um, she has these visions where like she is kind of like observing this other girl from the past and yeah Anya Taylor-Joy yeah right yeah. she like wakes up one day with a hickey because she got a hickey in her dream okay. Anya Taylor-Joy got hickey from Matt Smith yes cool yeah. and then Thomas and McKenzie wakes up and has a hickey now yeah. let me ask you uh yeah. if later on in the movie Anya Taylor-Joy's character gets, I don't know, attacked with a knife and yeah, murdered. That's in the trailer, too. So Do you're, you're think good. that Thomas and McKenzie would also have, like, I don't know, scars? Well, I think there would probably art? be something. Yeah, there'd be like a mark. Yeah, you think so. Huh? Maybe yeah, she'd wake up with, like, bloody so. sheets at the very least, but no. like a, a clean belly. Uh, no, no stabs in the belly, but the blood on the sheets or something. The, the other thing is, I guess the one thing the movie kind of doesn't show in the trailer is the, the twist at the very end. And I'm just going to tell you, I'm not oh, going to tell you the should, twist. Should I earmuffs? No, oh, okay. no, I'm not going to tell you the twist. But as soon as you start watching the movie, you're going to figure it out. And I'm oh. not one of those people who like, oh, I figure out the twist every time. I really mm-hmm. don't. Normally I'm along with it. But truly yeah. with this one, I was like, eh, it's probably that, huh? That's kind of weird. I didn't, I mean, I didn't catch the twist super early, but I was, uh, it, the twist was not enough to see save the movie for me but that's yeah that's kind of what i mean i don't know also, it's, it's not good i i think just because you're a fan of a certain type of cinema as a yeah. filmmaker doesn't mean that's the type of cinema that you should really try and make yeah i mean as soon as i saw this trailer Wright. i was like confused why edgar Wright was making a movie like this i was definitely interested and i still am interested i'll still watch the movie because i'm you know i'm a fan of his and but he, he does make a specific type of movie, and this didn't feel like it. I am starting I think, to think I am maybe not the world's biggest fan of his because I didn't oh, really I'm care. Certainly for not it. the world's well, biggest fan. True, because, <laughs> there yeah. are some big fans of Edgar Wright out there. And I, I think he's I, fine. I think he's pretty good. I, I, I don't love Baby Driver. I like his comedies. Yeah. Baby Driver is yeah. kind of co- comedic. Yeah, it's but light, like his but his full yeah. comedies, yeah. like the the Coronado trilogy, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, I, I haven't I, seen uh, the World's End. Have you all seen World's End? I like it. Yeah, I yeah, think it's good. I need to watch yeah. that too. I think that he's he's best in comedy, best in sci-fi. I feel like he's like trying to break out of that space. Is why mm, he made yeah. this, yeah. but it is also like kind of just a Jalo like wannabe movie. Yeah, which yeah. is like cool, like you know have a new style to, to kind of mimic and play with but not a huge jalo fan either so sue me yeah i mean maybe his next movie will be good i'm not like giving up on him yeah, but i think I will this watch is a i'll probably watch every movie he makes until he you know routinely disappoints me yeah and i mean here's the other thing the three of us watch every fucking movie like i don't know yeah. like it's like that's the thing is every fucking movie uh <laughs> and not to interrupt you chad but oh no please interrupt me let's called, move on let's, british let's on the next movie uh cody british speaking of british oh. in the guys late 19th century oh did you see spencer cool i also so saw spencer the inverse of last night in soho spencer. has happened to me where the more i sit and think about spencer the more I'm kind of like fucking knocked over by it. I think it is incredible. So let me ask you this. I'm a yes. guy who has never once in his life given a shit about the royal family. Um, and Princess Diana, I like 
genuinely people love her and that's great for people i don't know anything about her or like why Mm -hmm. people like her i know she's dead and apparently there's like something about her death that i i don't even know how she died Um, paparazzi killed her the paparazzi killed her what slightly more the paparazzi were driving behind her in a car and and ran her off the road and it was oh my god yeah Whoa. Okay. So I didn't even, I didn't even know that. I just knew she's dead, but I didn't know how she died. I like literally know nothing about this woman's life. Is this movie, is, am I going to be benefited from that in this movie? No. Or am I going to be at a disadvantage Confused. in that? Because you will of the be movie? at a disadvantage. I think, oh, I no. think you'll be a light, at a light disadvantage. Okay. I mean, here's the thing. I think culturally it is kind of interesting to know about Diana, even if you're not mm-hmm. that interested sure. in the royal family. I think there is actually I like- believe it. It's just a it's just blind spot area. I'd never have been invested. So I just never learned about her. Diana specifically, because mm-hmm. this movie very much is about her leaving the royal family. It's about the end because, because oh, cool. I don't know if you know that about her, Chad, but she di- she divorced her husband and left the royal family before she died. Gotcha. Didn't uh, know that either. That yeah. is literally, and, I know so little about the royal family because I just like, I've I'd always just shrug. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, royal wedding, great. It's it's really interesting because of that. It, it yeah. is it is about a the the movie specifically is about like imagine, I mean, in simplistic terms, and you might could appreciate it from this angle without knowing mm-hmm. a ton, but imagine you know that you're gonna divorce your wife but it's your last Christmas at her in-laws family. And then just but amplify that. my in-laws that. are the king. The, the fucking queen, queen and yeah. king. And they're the most powerful people. <laughs> and you're being like harassed by paparazzi. Everybody knows who you are. Is that like the framework of the whole movie? Is um, like around that period of time? It's like three days. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like that, that Christmas. That's why I think it's a great movie. That's cool. I'm going to tweet at us. Cody knows that it's not the king. He knows that the queen's husband is not the queen, the king right now. I know. I know. I I did know that. I just like said like royal terms. Like, trust me, I do know. But yes, I was, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's it's yeah it's set in a weekend basically from hell okay so and i do like that approach because typically with the really biopics good. they do the we gotta tell every single thing about this person and i don't like really that. a biopic it's more okay of- no, good good it's 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 i mean it it starts off and it says a parable inspired by a real tragedy so like cool she it's is a, sorry it's a fable inspired by a her. fable a inspired fable? i was waiting for the font to show up or something supernatural <laughs> which i mean well there kind of is kind of elements okay cool i'm getting more and more interested in this movie that i honestly didn't care about because like um knowing nothing about diana and just yeah. seeing the trailer it seemed like it was going to be like a it's hard to be a royal type movie I don't know anything about Diana. I mean, but, it is a little um, bit of like it's hard to be a royal, but mm-hmm. like it is actually hard to be a royal. Um, to me, it's it's, and, it's hard. It is hard to have sympathy, though. You know, well, it, it's no, easier to have sympathy they, for someone who like marries into it, and then it's like a yes, problem. Yeah. And like, well, because like you hear the stories of uh, Meghan Markle getting all this like crap about her yeah. race about well, all this stuff from diana the and Meghan markle are very similar mm-hmm. diana was okay. also a commoner 
So she like was rich, but was also a commoner. That is the only narrative from, from the Royals. I feel like I could like sympathize with and uh, engage yep. with emotionally and like walk away from a movie. That is why everyone loves Diana is because cool. she is a commoner yes. and cool, cool. really tried to like change some things that everyone hates about the Royals and the Royals were not fans. They would. Um, yes, it is. But the, the relate, I like, what you're saying makes sense, but there there was definitely something so deeply that I related to in this movie, mm-hmm. which I don't like always feel, but like my letterbox review was like, this feels like Thanksgiving to me because it very much feels like the kind of like stress of like, okay, we're just do nobody likes doing these fucking traditions, but we're doing them because they're the traditions that we do. And everybody's like slightly unhappy. And like, I don't want to be here. And I'm just like stressed that everything I say is going to be misconstrued or not, yada, yada, yada. So it it taps into that feeling, which mm-hmm. you have, like you just will have that in life. Yeah. Uh, um. And I just, man. Sounds I, great. I think it's so fucking good. And, and there's some moments that really like show you why people like Diana. There's There's like a scene early on where she just like goes into a gas station and you kind of see everybody like, oh shit, that's Diana. You see how she'll like talk to the staff and stuff, which is uncouth to the rest of the Royals, but like she'll talk to the the dresser and the um, the chef and stuff. Yeah. Sally Hawkins is so good in a supporting role as Who's her. She, play? she plays uh, Diana's like dresser, like helps cool. her put on her outfits and all that kind of stuff. Kristen Stewart, I guess I, I need to address that, is so fucking good in this movie. Mm. Oh, Seems yeah. to be the consensus. She is God. It's kind of a perfect role, honestly, in some like meta levels too, because Kristen Stewart, like at the height of Twilight, just every bit of her personal life being dissected and analyzed by paparazzi. Like it feels like she's pulling from somewhere real. I and think then she, adds, and then she left that style of filmmaking. She left. Uh, yeah, yeah. She divorced from Twilight. I um, I think it has one of the best like in scenes of a movie this year. I just I I I love it. I think it's so good. I like the more I sit on it, the more I'm like, I may bump it up to five stars and it may be my favorite movie of the year so far. It's close. I really like Coda still, but this movie, it, it just sits with me. And it's like, it's got a haunted feel. You're just like in a fucking old place with- It's very old. atmospheric. And I I like that about it. Although it is kind of slow for the same reason. It does get a little slow. That's, that's the only thing. I, it loses me a little bit for a second in like the second act. That's why I'm a little like, uh, I don't know. It's, it may not be my favorite, but Kristen Stewart, if she doesn't, she's winning the Oscar and yeah. should, I think. Like yeah. it's it's not one I'm going to be annoyed about because it's it's so good. Um, Chad, I truly do not know if it'll work for you with how mm. little you know about Dana. It sounds um, like a fun movie. I'll I'll watch it. Um, it's good. And it sounds yeah. like, you know, the, the, the royal family, they've got like a long lasting uh, legacy, you know, it's like an eternal uh, thing. Yes. So speaking of things that are eternal, uh, uh-huh. I saw the new Marvel film from Chloe Zhao called Eternals. Not the Eternals, just Eternals. It's cleaner. The first um, Marvel movie directed by an Oscar winner director. The first Oscar uh, movie. Yeah. First Marvel movie directed 
solely by a woman. Yeah, yeah. Captain Marvel was no. like double, double directed, no. right? No, Black Widow. Oh, right. Right. Kate Shortland directed that. Yes. But true. It, yes, directed the best by a Marvel w- movie directed solo by a woman <laughs> or by a woman at all. A, it's um but so other Oscar, other Marvel directors that have Oscars, but not for directing. So this is the first one who has it. Taika has, has one Oscar, for writing. Right. Kenneth has an Oscar. Kenneth, I think, is for writing as well. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Which I mean, he's yeah. about to get an Oscar, but he's not going back to Marvel. I don't know if yeah. he's going for directing, but I have not watched the movie. Surely he what is if he the did go back to Marvel? Belfast. That'd be interesting. Oh, I think he's gonna. Yeah, I think he's gonna win a picture, but maybe not yeah. a director. Also, I don't know if he's gonna win a picture. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. None of us have seen Belfast. It's just the only movie people are talking about. All I about. know about Belfast is that some some magazine <laughs> called it uh, one of the best pictures of the year. Yeah, <laughs> all hey. of the ads are like best picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like a movie we need to eventually talk about on this podcast. We will. Eternals, though. Eternals, though. Um, I'm a little colder on it than you guys are. I thought it was fine. Um, it to me, it definitely feels like separate from the MCU in a lot of ways, other than a couple of name droppy things. Bueno. Which is good. Which is good. <laughs> People seem to be giving it a lot of credit for like not feeling like a Marvel movie in vibes, and I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. If not, nah, it's still it's, it's like still grayer. Kind of it's movie. like yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think that, like... uh, it feels like they they took a Chloe Zhao movie and cut some things into it to make it a Marvel movie. It definitely I... did a lot of stuff like added dialogue in posts like yeah, they know, always do joking that, in the background <laughs> to like fill yeah. in the the scene sometimes it, in like some really distracting ways but i mean that's not that's not that's neither here nor there it's fine um uh, um i think it's fine that you're colder on it chat like obviously it is I do think the general reaction to this movie is a little head scratching. Yeah, it's, it's not the worst like Marvel movie. That it's, bad. No. And and, I think and Black the, Widow is probably worse than this. Like yeah. it came out yeah, earlier this year, yeah. you know? <laughs> like and it's fine. The the, the criticisms okay. are wild because it's like, yeah, I don't know. They tried to do something too different. And it's like <laughs> Which is every, what other, I want. Every, yeah. every other review is for all the other movies is like more of the same. So it's like, yeah, this is weird also, and it takes like, swings and it misses some of those, but it does mm. shit. If we get, we've gotten three Marvel movies this year. One of them yeah. is like kind of a boring nothing. One of them is like mm-hmm. a straight down the middle superhero origin story ballpark out of the park. Really, home run. really good. It's like yes. a fastball down the middle out of the Parker home run, like amazing. Yeah. And this one is just like a bit of a curveball. It's <laughs> like, yeah, this one's a little bit different. It's not like, <laughs> it's not like this movie is like in black and white with subtitles. Like, it's honest. Maybe it should have been. Maybe it should have been. I, I think that's the thing. I think there are some people reacting to it not being so out of the realm different and it's like it's still a fucking superhero movie about robots yeah, it's like it's a okay. movie it's not going to be like i was not going into this expecting the writer like no that's what's movie, so confusing yeah. to me hundred million dollar budget chloe Zhao movie but then yeah. you still see some like marvel stands who are like i don't know this is too weird and it's like nah, shut up it's, it's truly not it's not that weird it's like it's 
told out of like chronological order at times is that the confusing part or i guess like, it's the first know. marvel movie to do that i think is uh, it really the first marvel movie with like extensive use of flashbacks yeah i think i think it I was think. i think it's definitely the most of this type of presentation and I don't know about first, but it's definitely the most of the like intercutting. I mean, Captain had. America, the first Avenger is like all flashback, I think technically. Yeah. But like, sure. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it doesn't count. Doesn't um, really count. That is like hard. For Same me. with Iron Man 3. It's him telling the story and mm-hmm. Black Widow to some extent, but like, but not, not really for, yeah, any not of really those. for all of them. Yeah. Um, that is interesting and tells you something about their Marvel universe in that it took them, I don't know, 23 movies to have? Four, I think. Like, a I lot of flashbacks. Like 26? A, I think this was the 26th movie. Yeah, okay, it took them 25 movies to, like, have a non-linear storyline, which is an extremely linear storyline. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, uh, I thought it was fine. I thought, uh, like, some of the action is, like, very good. Um, Cody and I were talking about before the podcast how the the speedster I forgot her name but she Makari Makari the way I know they, all of their names the I way they like choreographed that fight though was like awesome it's good uh, between her and another character who I won't name because of spoilers oh yeah because of spoilers um but it's very good um I mean but the- yeah it's it's kind of like they're they're eternal beings who come from space and so. And they're robots. kind of they're kind of stilted in their performance for a bit of it. Not all of them. Kumail and Brian Tyree Henry have like quite a bit of personality. Um, but the then, only time that the stilted dialogue like really hit me is was you know to be fair the first line of the movie where they mm-hmm. walk out of their thing and it's yeah. literally like I am Icarus, I am I am Cersei. Like, yeah. And it, like it, it feels like a studio note of like hey they, they need to say their names pretty early, well so no. But like no, I think I that's good. Like they do have to yeah. introduce themselves because it's the first time they're there. But it yeah. is very because stilted. they're waking up because they're freaking mm-hmm. robots and they're yeah. waking up and they're like, "Hello!" And now we're doing our function. Right. So uh, I'm not a big fan of Jimmy Chan in this movie, and that might I be controversial. I think she's good. I think she's good. I think I she's she... given a lot of like expositiony dialogue, and like so that's hard. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's 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 whatever the movie's fine there's weird moments where they all just decide to stand in a line inexplicably it's Good. weird they're, they're robots they don't act they like humans i think they're superheroes okay if, you, if, you, if nothing I mean, makes sense so if i go back and i watch it with the perspective of the entire time that they're robots maybe i'll i'll I guess maybe to, that's the difference. The, yeah. I guess the movie sort of plays that as a twist, but like I, I've read yeah, like comics. I know Eternals are kind of robots. I didn't know that. It's, so I just was like, like, definitely a twist. The celestial like, design, oops. by the way, the celestial design is very cool and good. And the yeah. VFX work on the celestials is incredible. It's cool and good. Yeah. And I I like the deviants. Uh, even though they're, they're just kind of nothing no but they're fun they're little they're, monsters that they got fight yeah good. but it's <laughs> also kind of nothing it's like gooey gooey mess of monster dogs which is like fine it's it, you know you gotta find something i guess yeah, um, find something. i like that so like the flashback scenes that we talked about are you know in the you know thousands of years ago when the eternals are fighting the deviants and i think it's cool yeah. that and 
kind of shows that a non-American and non-Westerner is making this movie is that all of the, like, they go back, like, six times. And the mm-hmm. only time, like, they go back to, like, India, Africa, Babylon, South America, and it's never, like, you know, we're in Rome in the Middle Ages. It's, like, you know, it's That's all, true. like, non, non-European, like, I guess Babylon yeah. is, like, Western civilization because it's, like, the cradle of civilization. Sure, but, like, the but... only time you see you know westerners is when they're slaughtering people in south america like i think that that's kind Mm. of cool in a like other than when they're in london in the modern day yeah of course like the modern day is different but all of like the when we think of like movies set in the 1500s it's like well there's Braveheart. i know okay look i don't know the timeline for all these things but like think about movies we know that are like set in the you know early history it's like we see the same Braveheart, fucking five Troy, you know um, the last duel it's like it's all yeah. set in europe or when the americans got the americans when the europeans <laughs> got to america right? right it's like there are not a lot of movies about oh what was you know west africa like before yeah. americans got there before before westerners <laughs> got there i, I keep right. saying americans instead of westerners you know like yeah wow. you're so limited in your perspective and worldview i i don't know i really i really like this bad boy i think they have their powers are cool it's a it's a team movie and their powers like work no but it's also like such a dragged out like get the gang back together movie and it's just kind of boring and sluggish no i I like all that a long time to get the gang back together very long time to get the gang together it gives the entire gang a lot of depth. That's and why I know liked, every single character's name. Yes, mm-hmm. because I know what every, I think every character is pretty like. Very fleshy. Very like characterized. Like I know everybody's yeah. deal. I, I I don't know. That That's why I think it's good. I, I stand Druig. Druig rules. I think. Dean is um, my favorite. Dina, I think, is great. Angelina Jolie plays. See, she's a freaking movie star. Like sixth, like, <laughs> like most important person in the movie, and she's mm-hmm. fine. And she's doing it. The thing about her is, she's a movie star, and she knows, and she's a director as well. She knows yeah. exactly the faces that she needs to make to look cool as hell on camera. Yeah. And we respect. Her she's good at her job. Scenes, the the way her fight scenes are a little different than anything I think we've seen in the MCU, where they are very like, oh my, like ballet. Oh my, like the way she fights, yeah. I think, is really cool. Her, and then her her best friend Gilgamesh is just a dude who's a punches punch dude. Good he's got he's got the the soccer bopper power. Yeah, he yeah. just like punches as hard as he can. I think that there are a lot of powers that are like one of them is fast, one of them is smart, one of them shoots lasers out of his eyes, the other one has laser balls in his hand that are like, you know, kind of whatever. But some of them mm-hmm. are like, the, I mean, the, the smart guy is like smart in an interesting way. Um, and Athena's power of like can make weapons to use. Drop the really, A. Yeah. Drop sorry, the A. Athena's, Athena's yeah. power. Um, I think it's funny when they made Athens, they were like, let's just take this A and put it over here. Um <laughs> Uh, her powers are like when she fights, she will like switch between an axe and a sword in the middle of a swing, and it's cool as shit. I love it. Awesome. It's cool. It's cool. 
I I think I love that some of them have like active fighting powers and uh, others of them don't. And you're like, well, they seem kind of useless. And then you realize like, oh, no, they got it's shit to do. You got to have some support yeah. characters. Yeah. Uh, you got to build the uh, mega brain or whatever the hell. Unimind. 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 I'm telling you, I really I've watched this movie once and I liked it so much. I remember every term. I remember all of their names. Like I I don't know. I I, I was really into it. I, I don't think I could tell you the celestial's name. His was hard. I can't. Abram Azeroth or, or something like that. No, Azeroth ooh, is ooh, from no Mark's closer. It's not Azeroth. So Azeroth is from. It's Kingdom. definitely not Abram. That's just the Abraham's there name is, before God a, gave him a, a new name. A Z or an SH in there. Um, another cool thing about the movie is that there's a character who's like, I disagree with you guys, but I don't want to fight about it. I'm just Arisham is Arisham and Tiamat are the names. Yes. Yes. Celestials. Um, yes. I think think that's cool that like there was, there's just like passive disagreements. That's just like when, when people in superhero movies disagree, they fight about it. Yeah, there's a lot of talk agree, they fight about it <laughs> like yeah i mean these guys have been friends for seven thousand years so yeah. they need to like set aside differences every once in a while the, the, there's well, a lot some of, of them do not set aside differences and they do fight yeah, there, there's a lot of like talking and philosophy and i don't know i, I don't know it was my shit it started That's with a wall cool. of text with nonsense words yes. good IMO. Um, I mean, I, I understood all the words to be fair, but sure. Well, it was like, like nonsense made up names words that you had never seen before. It was like a uh, Arisham created the celestials, the blah blah, blah and you're just like, uh huh, okay. Um, also, Jon Snow is in this, and he's gonna have a sword. Yeah, it's the so here's, here's the thing. The here's the thing is, about what Eternals. If, what if he has a sword in the next one? They were like Cody. Yeah, you may not have been sold on Internals. Which I was. They just were hedging their bets. They're like, Cody, you may not have a doubt, but in the next one, there's gonna be a man with a sword. See, that's what's kind of frustrating about Eternals, though, is it is kind of getting all the credit of being like the most set aside. This one's like just a movie. It, it doesn't have the baggage of the MCU. But then the end of this movie, even before the post credits, is just very interested about like the next phase well, and. I don't, I disagree. I think it's in Eternals. No, 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 no. In Eternals, yes. I don't think it's about the bigger Marvel universe. They, it's about the Eternals. I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. So for, mm, well, I don't know, because you start with the intrigue with uh, Jon Snow, with Dane. You start with the intrigue of him before the credits. And I think he's going to be in Blade before he's in another Eternals movie. Oh, sure. I don't care about that. The, the Eternals themselves are like doing their own stuff. And that's interesting. And also post credits. I also wouldn't be surprised count. if they somehow are involved in a Guardians movie or something, because those two characters that come in at the end in the post credits, they feel more like Guardians of the Galaxy I, characters to me. I All agree, Chad, of that, that is like, fine. The, the mm-hmm. last maybe 10 minutes of the movie is very much like setting up like, okay, if we make an Eternals 2, here's what it's about. If, I mean, they going, they put the Eternals yeah. will return in the dang credits. They, do they knew they were making Eternals 2. They, they knew. They, said they said knew what they're Bond doing. Will return after they fucking murdered him. So, yeah. spoiler for... No Wait, they, they said James Bond will return after They the put crash. that for everything. I, I I think they did. I don't really I don't think they did. I don't uh, think they did, Mark. <laughs> Not in that one. <laughs> I don't think um, after No Time to Die they put James Bond more. 
Um, but yes, they set up Eternal Suit. I, I That's what, fine. What and is, yeah, what is sure. special about this movie not being connected to the rest of the universe is that they're never like, I don't know what to what to do next. Let's go ask Wong, and they like show yeah. like walk into someone else's movie. But it was you know cool. Right? It was cool when Shang Chi met it Wong. Is, it it's fine cool and Shang-Chi cool, but it's Wong. also cool when it's not there. Yeah, because no, it's, if, it's, if you do it fine. every time, then you're yeah. expecting it every time, and then you have the fucking annoying people online who are like, "Why didn't? Why didn't the Eternals like ask Thor to help?" And it's like, because it's not his well, movie. So by but <laughs> when we were walking out of the theater, Laura did go. It's kind of weird that like nobody decided to help them stop the the earth shattering event no that was going was on going in the on. end no one was no it was, was in the middle of nowhere it's i chalk yeah. it up to but at the same time like dr strange knows when things happen right it is truly anybody... my opinion that that doesn't matter it's you can't have everybody in every movie it's fine it's how comics work you i also think that i know, I know. It's just, it, what it's they were fine. doing was way above the head of anybody yeah dr strange opens his around. portals and he's like eternal what the i'm gonna fucking have to read this paragraph hold on like he had it take, so he was yeah. reading his books learning <laughs> about like, like the, the complex history this? like okay so they're robots and then they already solved it yeah, yeah exactly. he was like wait gotcha. so deviants were made to help the cel- the celestials but then they ended but up they're bad, bad now it's for what and what do the celestials <laughs> do again <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, shit. All right. I get. Oh, wait, Spider-Man's coming. I'll deal with that. <laughs> I got a handle on that one. Yeah, um, you can help. A, a, you can help a small boy uh, solve his like high school problems, but right. you can't <laughs> protect the earth from hatching like a dang egg. <laughs> Yeah, maybe Marvel hasn't fully figured out how to use Doctor Strange yet is right. another possibility, uh, which I think is probably accurate. Yeah. Um, right, what are we talking about? Well, okay, so I want to say this. You didn't love the movie, but you didn't hate it. It's fine. It's, I, it's, it's middle a, of the road. Fine. A, think you may like it on a rewatch several years down the line. Maybe, maybe. in advance of Eternals 2, you may like it more. Yeah, I probably um, won't watch it again until a sequel is coming out. I'll just watch E-Turnals. it like, the week E-Turnals. of. E-Turnals. I also think you'll like E2 Neurals more because they'll be less of the getting the band together. I do so. think, yeah, having established these characters, I think being able to just play in that sandbox will be more enjoyable Not. than like all the work of like setting it up and eternals are going to introduce nine new eternals no (laughs) (laughs) they may so and here's uh... the other thing when eternals 2 opens with a fucking courtroom of celestials having which is this this shit happens in literature and like comics all the time but when somebody Uh... has to explain why gods shouldn't destroy earth right give it to me it no that sounds incredible so like all the setup for eternals 2 i'm very into like yeah. the setup for like what it's going to be about where half the eternals are and where the other half are i'm so into that plot i'm ready for it i'm here for it i want to watch that movie but this one is it's fine it's kind of boring getting the band back together whatever so, so you're not you're not swearing off these characters or no. the concept of i'm a chill for marvel yeah yeah cool yeah, Druid like the, show the pieces are all fun. All the like win. little parts are cool, but it just yeah. is kind of slow. Good How point. fucked up is it? Barry Keo is that how you say his name, Mark? Keegan, I think. Keegan. 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 
Kagan, I, ooh, it may be Kagan, actually, um, who, if you remember listening to this podcast, me and Mark really liked him in Killing in a Sacred Deer. And I really did didn't. <laughs> and I like that movie. Th- that guy keeps popping up, right? He's he's in this. He's supposedly in Dune 2, and he is maybe Joker in The Batman. Yeah, he had is, that, uh, that The yeah. Batman crew jacket on. You think he's Joker? <laughs> That's what people online are saying, and they may be right. See, I think he'd I make a great for... Riddler, but Riddler's Paul Dano, and I think Paul Dano, Dano's a better Riddler. Um, yeah, he could I be think Joker. He's Joker. Fine. Why not he could Joker? be Joker. That's a fine Joker. I'm just proud of him for only being kind of bad in this movie. Like, yeah, normally he's straight up the villain. Normally, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, Green Knight is another one where he shows up as just a dude for like five seconds and it's like, is this dude going to leave the Green... Or uh, Dev Patel's not the Green Knight, but is he going to leave Del Patel alone? No, he's not. No, he's not. He's going to be mean. Mm. He's going to be he's mean. Gonna be mean. Anytime he shows up on screen, I'm just like, do not trust this man. <laughs> he's got a he's got a face that you can't trust already. And then like he keeps taking these roles. Trust. I, 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 yeah, but I like how they kind of subvert that in Eternals, where like Andrew yeah. in the comics is normally the bad one mm. because he's the mind controlling one. And for this one to yeah. be like, uh, he's I mean, he does it. have evil powers. It's like there's nothing more evil than mind control. That's true. That's true. Um, but Charles Speaking Xavier of- has that too, and he's good all the time, all the time. Never he's never bad. complicated. <laughs> he's just the good one. And Magneto's just uncomplicated, the bad one speaking of complicated people ooh, let's talk about francis ha not her name we learn at the very end i guess we probably learn earlier in the movie but (laughs) (laughs) it's it's more the end of the movie reveals why why the title of that yeah which is very fun it's like honestly probably the best part of the movie it's so good so clever so fun but she it's only clever own... because the movie's called that, but at the same time, eh, it's good. It's she good. Also, it's good. She, she gets her own apartment. She gets to be yeah. her own person. It's it, nice. it is a little bit of what Dan Harmon calls the Monopoly guy thing, where like, you know, have, if you guys heard the Stan Harmon thing, I think, so. I think so. I think, I yeah. Um, Dan Harmon is like some of the like lamest and easy comedy is when it's like a sitcom or whatever and a guy comes oh. out looking like the monopoly man and then the characters say what are you the monopoly guy right. and he was saying that's such a cheap joke because like right. you wrote that you like yeah. wrote that there was going to be a monopoly a guy, guy and <laughs> that's so, all that you set up so and how so how does francis Ha that because the because movie's just the called title, francis Ha, and that then you're final, like oh yeah the, the movie's not that that just yeah. like button at the end is mm-hmm. that because like the only reason it's clever is because that's what they titled the movie it would have no importance otherwise but the right. thing is but it's good as hell it. It works. it's good as hell though. It works. I, it's good. I still think that her putting her name in her mailbox is important because she's never yes. had an apartment to herself yes yes and the fact that she just like yeah it'll just, it'll just say ha that's fine <laughs> it's yeah. like you know, in character and fun. Um, Have you guys seen this movie before? Mark had, because he picked it. Yes, I saw this. I, I watched this it. in college. And I loved it. Me and, and Mark may have it. seen it together. Literally, like, no, I watched it. Like, I distinctly remember being on my laptop and watching it, like, in my bed in college. Do we have to watch it for film club? No, I don't think so. Um, I um, had I not seen so. it before. I am I a think bomb. it was a film club, Mark. 
I'm a Bombac fan, but I'd miss this one. Um, and yeah, this I like looks, it. It's good. Th- this movie is very Greta. It is. Yes. It's got the Sacramento, California, as seen in Lady Bird. It's, mm-hmm. it's got a lot of Greta. <laughs> this movie, to me, kind of feels like Greta deciding to be a director instead of a actress. I mean, not deciding, but I, I feel like Francis's decision to, you know, you know, kind of stop being a dancer in the troupe and being like an office worker slash um, choreographer is, is kind of like Greta deciding to focus on directing instead of acting. I agree that that's what it feels like the movie is about. But if you like look at the timeline and stuff, she does a lot of acting after this. Like she's yeah. in Mistress mm-hmm. America and a certain. I mean, she's I still she's, in she's still acting. Women, she's still yeah. acting. Yeah, she, she she also got the How I Met Your Dad pilot. That that was the thing I was right. going to bring up. She she famously got How I Met Your Dad after this. Mm-hmm. Um. But she was not planning on starring in this. Not to say that she like wasn't planning on being in those things. Right. Um, but I, I also wonder like how how quickly she was like able to to like be directing movies. I don't know if she could have like yeah. moved straight to directing from this. She is what is the next acting role she oh she's in the white noise, isn't she? She's in Bombax. Yes, she movie. is. She yes. was okay. the yeah. last thing she was in was Isle of Dogs. Um did she yeah. did she co-write yeah. the white noise? Uh, I think I don't know. so. Actually, no, uh, the only credited screenplay writer is Noah Bombax. So written yeah, okay. Because they're writing Mark, Barbie. what you're remembering is Barbie is yeah. what they're writing together. No, I was I I I didn't get that confused with Barbie. I just know that because she co-wrote this. She yes. co-wrote Greenberg before this. I think she co-wrote Mistress America. Yeah, I think so. Because that's um, the one after this. A lot of times when they work together, they they co-write. Like I didn't know she co-wrote uh, Greenberg. I think she did. Let me see. I might be wrong. Oh, no. So uh, Jennifer Jason Lee actually co-wrote Greenberg. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Awkward. The, the last Greta Gerwig in uh, Noah Baumbach's yeah. life. Awkward. One who Mare's story is uh, wink, not about wink. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, this is the movie that broke them up, right? Because they got divorced in 2013. I guess. I don't know. Man, it's hard for me to think about Greta and Noah without thinking about Barbie. I'm like trying to think about the movie, but I just keep thinking about the Barbie movie and how I mean, much I want to see that. That it's I wake a, up it every really morning and I focus. just I immediately start thinking about the upcoming Barbie movie. Uh, we haven't even mentioned Margot Robbie. Um, who and is Ryan Gosling another, as Ken. Gosling as Ken. It sounds so good. Um, Sorry, Mark really wants to talk about this no, movie, but it's I hard mean, to think I, about Bar- Barbie. I think it's interesting watching, thinking about Barbie after watching this movie and being like, mm-hmm. how is Frances Ha like Barbie? And you're like, uh, she has blonde hair. I hope What's that Barbie the budget feels on Barbie? What's like the budget? This? What's the budget? Do we know? No idea. I also hope Barbie feels like this, Chad. Um, it, it, I, I mean, it's about it's supposedly about a Barbie who is not perfect and she comes into the real world was the original premise. Interesting. So when I <laughs> when I type in Barbie film budget, it just brings up all the animated uh, 
So movies. it's like ten dollars, ten dollars, yeah, ten dollars. Yeah, the first very... one like has whatever budget it costs to create the uh the animating the software. Assets. So like twenty dollars. So yeah. who's making Barbie? What studio? I don't even know. Uh, Mattel. It's not even the right any information. I'm this. sorry. I think it is. I think you had that right. Hey, yeah, you're doing There's good. like two toy companies though, so I know, and I think uh Hasbro I don't think it's Hasbro basically so. everything. Yeah. I think actually Hasbro and Mattel are the same company now. They are. It's fucked up. Yeah. It should be <laughs> illegal. I, I really don't up. understand how it's not. But um, I because they gave money to Congress people. <laughs> That's how. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, um, this is also about someone that is not perfect and exists in the real world. How 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 about that one? How about that? Yeah. How, how about that? Um, can um, I, can can you? I just want to hear what what. Just, just tell me a favorite scene of, of you guys is from this movie. Oh gosh, um, I think also, when I, mean, I think are, whenever there are multiple ways to approach this, I can I we can kind of break sure. it up into pieces as well. Yeah, it's it's very much just like segmented off scenes. I like any scene Adam Driver's in; he's fun in this movie. Um, yeah, I, I like. Agree. I think my favorite scene is when uh, Francis gets back from Paris for this meeting with the woman at the. Um, at the, at the dance hall and she wants to offer her a job which would be really good for her and she's just like oh no i don't know office work that nah, bad no yeah. <laughs> it's just like i don't know like you can this character someone who like graduated college to i'm talking about me to pursue like a a artistic career um this movie's kind of relatable and it's also kind of like frustrating but not like in a bad way it's i don't know you want the best for her but she's just she's just a mess yeah you're rooting for Um, her she is our age and you like you can see a lot of your friends in her in ways you know like i am not at the point where she is anymore but like but i I, I was there like right after college and she's just sort of stayed there and can't quite get her feet under her it it is interesting that she explicitly says that she's 27 (laughs) she's she's talking to a college student like i did go here and it wasn't that long ago i'm 27 and it's like oh no that is oh i like that scene when when she like goes and like stays at the yeah for the camp so the movie is broken up into like the sections it's broken up into are apartments that she lives in and it starts with her Mm -hmm. living with her best friend um sophie sophie and like breaking up with a guy because she doesn't want to leave the lease with sophie and then and sophie like immediately breaks the lease sophie's like hey i'm gonna move with someone else and she's like no but they also like they have such a like a sweet relationship like they're they're clearly so close definitely the heart of the movie is like them that's like sort of the constant through yes i I think that the the two constants are her pursuing dance Hmm. and her like grieving this friendship that she lost yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that like she is like trying to envision what her life looks like without this friend and like being hurt that this friend is like moving on in her life and also like not getting to do her dream job. So she's just very like, you know, I don't want to say stunted, but like she is not progressing as fast as the rest of her friends, um, mm-hmm. you know, not not getting a job where she can afford a nice apartment, not, you know getting promotions at work not getting a boyfriend mm-hmm. that she can like move in with 
getting kicked uh, out of the the Christmas dance yeah. thing, you know, like she was counting on that to pay rent and then she didn't get it. Yeah. Sucks. Going home to live with her parents. I, yeah. I like the I I think one of the scenes that I like related to the most was like when she's like, I'm so poor. And the, and the guy is like, don't <laughs> that, say that. That's offensive to poor people. And I was like, that's what I feel like basically all of the time. Because I feel like, I mean, even a few years ago where I wasn't doing like as well as I am now, I mm-hmm. I just was always like, I'm so fucking poor. And then like, not compared to a lot of people in the world, well, but I just felt right. poor compared to what other people were doing. And but at lives. the same time, and like she, ages. she was poor, and like you were poor. <laughs> like, well, but the difference between Cody and Francis is she has a rich family. Like, yeah, she, well, she comes I, from money. I also think that the difference between Francis and the person who told her not to say that she's poor is like the. The guy that told her that I, it's uh, Benji. Yeah. Um, he like uh, her friend Sophie was like, "Do you know who Benji's parents are?" Like, and yeah. lives with Lev Shapiro, and like I don't know, Shapiro's just a rich name. Maybe that's anti-Semitic of me to say. He's related but, to like, Ben. Yeah, Ben, and also <laughs> Robert, Ben's right? Sister that was in uh, the Quiet Place. Um, that's <laughs> oh, a yeah. joke. They're not related. Um, uh, but, you're thinking of hereditary yes thank you um but like they are like rich people like, yeah. uh sophie says that the only people who are allowed to be artists are rich uh, yeah which like, is like, true so like those people yeah are, it's a really frustrating truth <laughs> i i think that those people are richer than francis but francis is not poor right no. so when he's saying like you're not poor right that's offensive to poor people it's like she is poorer than you Right. And like mm-hmm. he's like living, I mean, probably not actually living paycheck to paycheck, but like cannot afford rent. But also like, like clearly buys dumb shit and like spends money poorly based on yeah. the France scene where she just gets a bunch of credit cards and it goes to France. Well, that is bad decision making. That was just, yeah, yeah that's it. what I'm saying. And she admits that. dollars to in debt because you flew to France on a whim is a type of poor. Like, yeah. it's like she had the yeah. money to fly to France. She had the credit card to fly to France. Yeah. I think yeah. that, like, to some extent, like, there is, like, when I get kicked out of my apartment, I live on the on the street poor. And there is, when I get kicked out of my apartment, I live with my parents poor. But she is, gets kicked out of her apartment because she can't pay rent poor, which is, like, you know, a a type of poor that you know is is less concerning than living on the street right um, but i think that and it's she also that like of, it, yeah. her job is just dancing you know like that, that again is just a certain level of privilege that a lot of people don't have where like that's what she does she doesn't have to go work at starbucks or something like that because she's focused on her dance career but it also doesn't pay the bills right i mean no. it doesn't pay the the bills that she wants it to pay Right. Yeah. And that'd be and interesting. She does like a breakdown of her financials of like what bills are she paying? Like are her parents like, covering her phone bill? Probably. Everyone to open up mm. an Excel sheet Excel spreadsheet of their uh their budget and everyone would be yeah. I mean I, I it's like her parents, she doesn't need a car, and her parents are probably giving her a bit of money every month, and they're probably covering her phone bill. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, after she moves out of the apartment with Adam Driver and Benji, uh, she moves in with her parents, and then 
is like an RA at a summer camp in her college, which seems as a 27 year old seems absolutely miserable. Miserable. And she like during that time also tries to like hold down a, a waiting job. And then the other RA like yells at her when she's like coming in from work, just like you're supposed to watch them, make sure kids weren't fucking or I don't remember what she says, mm-hmm. but yeah. And she's also like picking she's an RA for the rent and room and board. And then right. does other relate like, to that. I did that. I was she, an RA to she, not pay for her. She does events for extra work. So like she's at like a registration yeah. form. She's like pouring pouring drinks for you know donors where she right. sees her friend, which I think is I just incredibly embarrassing to like see your friend yeah. you haven't talked to in years and was your best 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 friend and to be working the event that they're just at yeah that's... where she's fighting with her boyfriend that's pretty that's pretty brutal yeah i just like i was 21 when i was like working as an ra and no i was like 20 when i was working as an ra so i would get free rent and then i worked as like an umpire and like worked at like intramurals so like i relate to that it is just like seven years removed from that i just cannot imagine that still being my life but i find her really charming because she is like funny and like she is mm -hmm. very charming and funny and that is i think that is just greta yeah she's just electric on the screen she's great she's incredible the scene where, like, at one point she's living with another one of her dance friends and goes to, like, a fancy dinner party. And, oh, yeah. Uh, like, Meryl Streep's daughter is who that friend is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. I didn't even put it together. Yeah. Um, and it's wow. everybody talking about, like, when they went to Paris. And, like, I would relate to that. Just sitting there, people talking about their fancy trips and you being like, uh, cool. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and like being like what do you do and the guy's like i'm a lawyer it's like <laughs> right uh, right right these are the people that i'm with right now yeah um i also like at that point she the, i'm just going to describe every scene in this movie if you don't mind it's a short movie so I i'm getting sleepy yeah. um, so i i think that one of my favorite things and then i will be done describing every scene of the movie uh <laughs> is is when she's talking about like what she wants in a relationship is like looking across the room and like making eye contact with someone like the way she describes that I think is beautiful. And, yeah, um, it is. Is, is yeah. gorgeous. And then when she, after she finishes that, she's like, I got to go home. And she just leaves. It's also <laughs> extremely funny. Um, yeah. And then it ends with her making eye contact like that with, with Sophie. Yeah. Oh, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. sweet. I didn't like connect those dots of like, yeah, she she has that kind of relationship, that kind of friendship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is a, I mean, it's a rom com about a friendship. Mm-hmm. Is is kind of what it is. Um, yeah, it's good. I it makes me laugh. Yeah. I why is it black and white? Well, it's black and white because the Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig wanted it to feel like a French new wave film like Breathless or Cleo from nine to five and they thought okay oh here's a visual shortcut because like I wish it had been inspired by French new wave without just like doing the you know the gloss just 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 do a color picture and and there are I mean there are other things that you know make it I, I kind of agree like it feels a little bit extra pretentious because it's in black and white yeah 
And I, um, I feel like I like was watching it with arms crossed just because it was black and white. Like it was already putting me at like a disadvantage. The thing is, I do like how modern black and white movies look. Like I do think they look good, but in the back of my mind, I'm always just like, but why though? Yeah, why? but and, but I'm not me, mad at it. I, that I, was me during every other scene of the French Dispatch. Is like, why is the French Dispatch? I watch. By the way, I watched the French Dispatch. It's pretty good, right? It was. It's pretty it's good. It yeah. switches between black and white and color, seemingly at random. No, 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 no. I hard disagree with that. the 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 moments I, it's the moments it switches to color like this. The moments it switches to color, it's like for a reason every time. It's like sometimes you want it to be like you want that composition to be beautiful every single time it switches to the color i feel like it's it's intentional i i get that but sometimes i did not understand why i was in color um mm. anyway he didn't get it we so we have like com, we have come on come on tragedy of Macbeth, belfast all in black and white this year and it's just kind of like i don't know like i but i like it i like modern black and white photography i think black yeah. and white like does something i mean well it just kind of makes you i thought roma was gorgeous being black and white because it I don't know. Black and white kind of makes you focus on different things a little more. Yeah. Interestingly, I mean, it, like, it it makes you focus more on like composition and like where things are in the frame as opposed to like pretty colors, which is like I love pretty colors more than right. Know, pretty colors are the best. More. I love pretty colors, but like when there's not pretty colors, you have to you know it, it makes you think more about like shadowing and where people are in the frame yeah. and stuff like that, which is also sure. I but he kind of, but here in this movie it was just because they wanted it to feel like a French new wave film. Yeah, I this movie I kind of wish I had like seen the seasons of New York a little more just because New York's such a like pretty and like it's well shot place, you know. Yeah. Like I want it to mm -hmm. feel like when Harry met Sally a little bit. Um, but it's fine. The black and white, it's not bad. I'm just curious about it. I am kind of I just had a thought and was like laughing to myself a little bit because nobody can see this. We did this bit just for us, but we are all Zoom black and white. Yeah. And then I just started laughing to myself because I was like, what if we like invented fucking computers and Zoom and all of that, <laughs> but we didn't have color? Like what if yeah, this we just was never Zoom figured always? that out? We never figured out how to capture and like re- I just Invent it's so colors. funny to me because it's like we're <laughs> Zoom, we're, we're yeah. literally talking to each other in mm -hmm. like three different cities that are far away from each other. <laughs> we cannot imitate colors. <laughs> Imagine yeah. if it like in game had come out, but it was black and white. <laughs> like, Imagine yeah. if Mad Max Free Road had come out and it was in black and white. Oh, yeah, oh, they wait. did that for they did that. That's what I never understand is when they put a color movie back into black and white. See, that's the stuff that really pisses me off. Logan yeah. noir version. Fuck off. Like, don't I, do black and white Logan. The thing I is, like, Parasite, but movie has no reason to be in black and white. Oh, they did a black and white for that one? Yeah. They did, yeah. It went back to theaters. It went back to theaters for the black and white version. And then no the, the Walking Dead. They re-released season one as black and white because the comic books are yeah that's they don't like have, sort they don't of have okay. color. The, the is thing, it sort of? It's sort of okay. Not really. I say it's like super okay. I wish since the, the, it's such an insanely directed movie, but I kind of wish that whole thing was 
black and white, like true black they, and white. They really Which one? Dennis the Menace movie Sin in City. black and white. Oh, because Dennis the Menace was originally drawn in black and white. <laughs> I hope they release Chris Pratt. No, Garfield's never been black and white, has he? Uh, yeah, I think he days. is on weekdays, and then yeah, on the Sundays he's in color. The Sunday okay. editions. Yeah, I hope like for half of the movie, Chris Pratt Garfield is black and white. Uh, um, the thing is, like I, a lot of that, modern. Go I know ahead, this Mark. is not a comic strip, but can you imagine if they released Clifford the Big Red Dog in black and white? <laughs> You'd be um, like, I fucking guess. I don't really get it. They kept Clifford saying he was red. Dog. <laughs> or no, they what they do is uh, they do Schindler's List rules, where Clifford's red <laughs> is the only color. That in would the movie. be demented. In in the Scott Pilgrim uh, comics, when they were first gone, they were in black and white. Yeah, and they still make the joke like, you know, your hair it's a it, it's a different color. Um, but there's a little text box that says. It is. It's purple now. <laughs> That's fine. The, I, we I we released that and... movie in black and white and just get rid of like all the visual charm and beauty well that's the thing i think some modern movies would kind of just look incomprehensible in black and white like think Mm. about how much goop and i love it but think about how much goop there is at the end of avengers endgame oh like would that look good black and white i absolutely not at all i don't think there's a a single marvel movie that would look good in black and white i'm trying to think of one um not even eternals and that's the one with all the landscapes and no. stuff because like the speed scenes or the celestials you would just kind of be like also, i don't fucking the, know the eternals i think is color. the is the one to do though if you're gonna do one if you're gonna do it but yeah, yeah. it's not <laughs> it's, ever seen a black and white sunrise what's the point <laughs> well it's the, the the justice is gray thing it's like why <laughs> why yeah, is dude. it gray? it's because because justice is also gray yeah, it, I mean, just like we movie. don't say uh, nothing's black and white, Cody. It's gray. Oh yeah. wait, hold on, fuck. <laughs> justice... Yeah, that is funny. They're like, justice is gray. This black and white version. Of... I mean, to be fair, black and white is mostly gray. Yeah. Um, also, that movie isn't really interested in justice. It's just interested in stopping an alien from it's killing not the universe. It's not justice. No. It's protection. Yeah. yeah, they're avenging or they're defending. They're the defenders. They're not the Justice League. Yeah, I hey, mean, to be of, fair, Avengers uh, is also not. But yeah, they avenge Coulson, but he would call already called it the Avengers Initiative. So it's it's dumb. It's because Carol's playing. That's all. Oh yeah, we got the retcon. We're good. <laughs> well, <laughs> MCU's airtight, baby. <laughs> um. Speaking of superheroes, do we want to do cape check and um, so uh, let me, yeah, I guess so. I feel like there's something else to talk about, Francis Ha, but I really, it's oh, this is the one other thing. Oh, sure, it's like 83 minutes long, (laughs) perfect. Chef's kiss, (laughs) it's short. Um, Okay, here's here's my last question for you guys How do you guys feel about interpretive dance, especially the interpretive at the end of this movie? (laughs) No, thank you, it's fine. I don't know. Not for me. I it it is an artistic means of expression, and I appreciate mm-hmm. that there are people who are creating that art. I am not that interested in. I that. had in high school. I had a crush on a girl in the interpretive dance troupe, and now that uh, I do not know her anymore, I can say, "What the fuck is going on, guys? What are you <laughs> yeah, What know. are you doing up there?" It's like it's improv with no jokes <laughs> and no lines. <laughs> I mean, it's also not improv. But... It's also not improv. It just yeah. is like yeah. Anyway. Anyway, uh, Cape Check. Um, I certainly couldn't do interpretive dance. 
Just saying. So I, alum- I, do we do I alumni first or Cape Check first? Do we do alumni. Alumni first. I get it wrong every week, apparently. So let's do alumni. No um, way. Is it Cape Check? I don't know. I don't know. That's why I'm asking because you yelled pick, at me last time. Pick one. I'll start it. with Cape Check. Okay. okay? Yeah. Okay. We got Kylo Ren is in the dang movie. End of Cape Check. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, Cape Check is actually second. <laughs> Uh, great. All right, so we'll now we'll let's start the alumni. We've uh-huh. done a Noah Baumbach film with Squid and mm-hmm. the Whale. Squid and the Whale. Yes. You guys will not get the only other one. Oh, gosh. Um, so it's uh, not Greta Gerwig, not Adam Do you Driver. want me to tell you what character he plays? He. <laughs> he. Uh, yeah, sure. Sure. Uh, he plays Patch. The oh, so- yeah. Sophie's boyfriend. We've seen him before. Uh, I think he was in one other movie for almost a minute. Almost I'm going to guess the social network. No, I only included him because I wanted to have more than one person for this bit. Um, I'm going to guess. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me guess. If he's Sophie's that. boyfriend, it's a more recent movie. Gotta be, gotta yeah. be. So I'm going to say. Lay Miss. <laughs> no. I got no idea. Um, okay, uh, I will tell you he's in Black Swan. Any guesses about what he oh. plays in that? Say a I dancer. Mean, probably a dancer. Um, let's see here. He plays Rich Gent. Rich Gent. <laughs> Great. Plays a similar I, character in this. I think, he, I think he might play the... Who? I gotta, hold on, I gotta go to the Black Swan cast list. Isn't... Who's the guy that Pierce, that was forever ago and it's not the best movie? No, in Natalie Portman like makes out with Vincent oh, Castle, no, the choreographer. No, I was thinking it's about Sebastian Swan. Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Stan. Yes. Bucky. <laughs> yes. Sebastian Swan. Uh, anyway, I don't know who he is right. in, Black, in Black Swan, but he's in it. So cool. Mark oh, also I... thought. So we played this game with our with our our friend Jason where we like try and predict what's going to happen in Marvel movies mostly. Yeah. We had a question on Eternals like what other Marvel characters going to show up and Mark confidently wrote down Bucky and I was like Mark what the fuck Look, why do you I think Bucky is in this movie? Richard Madden looks exactly Why do you think like Bucky Sebastian is in this movie? Stan. And he's like you idiots he's in the trailer. <laughs> And I was like, Mark. Oh, Honestly, the confidence with which you came down. The confidence down. is the so thing. sure. Because <laughs> it's the scene where they're like, now that Captain America and Iron Man are gone, who's going to lead the Avengers? I thought that Bucky was there going, I'll do it. And I was like, <laughs> Bucky, back the fuck off. That was your friend. That no, is it was so I mean, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Also, in, that scene Falcon... in the movie. Yes, yes. it is. It is? Yeah, they're oh, all I'm sitting totally around. I memorized every line from Eternals. <laughs> they're all sitting around the table at Athena and yeah. Punchy's place. Uh, I, I think I got distracted because that's the scene where uh, Kingo says he knew Thor as a kid. And I yeah. I, I, I was like, It was, it was immediately after that line. So, yeah. I got mean, it, it. That scene very easily could have been a studio note of like, can they like talk about Marvel shit for like Because that's kind of the only time it, that it happens. It reads like it, truly. I, uh, but it's not I a bad like, scene, but it does no, make like, like a studio note. I, I there, there's a couple other things 
I guess I'm getting mixed up because I feel like there was something in the trailer. That are we talking like about Eternals again? <laughs> yeah, what sorry. are we doing? Hey, can I just say though, the Ikea line that got so annoying because we go to the movies all the goddamn time and oh. saw the trailer a million times. Fucking killed. Oh, well, here's the thing. Was, here's the thing about it, Cody. Here's the thing about it, Cody. It killed in my theater too. But yeah. here's the thing. They started laughing with the anticipation that he was about to say fall collection, Ikea. They knew the joke and they were already laughing. Here's the thing. I don't think it's that bad of a joke. It's just, it was the end tag and we saw it every fucking time because we go to the movies all the time. It is like me knowing heartbreak feels good in a place like this like oh, it's Cody, i'm the, trying the to difference is the line. difference is that's a good line that's a good line Speaking we come to this place the, lines in the trailer that weren't in eternals we're back here um did they say you know what never saved the world your attitude your sarcasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they do okay yeah. i don't remember yeah. that but it's your sarcasm though i think that is the funniest line in the trailer but but they 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 mix that scene with a different scene and that's not <laughs> oh, how it works. Okay. He's talking yeah. to somebody else, I think. He's not talking to Sprite. Um, but the the trailer makes it seem <laughs> that's like that's the other thing. A superhero named Sprite. What's next? A super villain named Pepsi. Named Pepsi. Yep. <laughs> Way to go, Chad. Well, I, well we, we, we're introducing Doctor Pepper into this Marvel Cinematic Universe next. <laughs> That's better. That's better. Dr. Than the Pepper thing. does sound kind of like a superhero name. I mean, honestly, Dr. Thunder could be. <laughs> Dr. Thunder. That's just is. Thor's alter ego when he goes undercover. <laughs> yes, I'm Dr. Thunder. That'd be something. <laughs> That's very funny. So I should write these movies. I should write Dr. Pepper meets Dr. Thunder, the Marvel Kevin movie. Kevin Feige, if you're listening, hire my friend Chad. He does listen to the show. He, he he's a He's a regular listener. You can tell on the stats, the website. You can tell who listens. Thor 4, Love and Dr. Thunder. Hey. Hey. There it is. So is this movie better than uh, Avengers? (laughs) Unfortunately, uh, I don't... I don't think so. Interesting. Mark, what do you think? You you ended up going with your heart and picking this movie over Avengers. I think that... It's tough. Avengers is one of my favorite movies. These are both in my letterbox top four, I think. Uh, um, Avengers is not. I was looking at your top four recently. Is it not? No. Well, so I it, think it has to be this. It was for a while. Um, I think it has to be this. I haven't cool. touched my top four in a while. Let Mine's just Lay Miz four times because I was doing a bit. Dumb bet. <laughs> um, it's a good bit. Come on. No, it's not good. Uh, Chad. Um, I'm looking at your top four real quick. Yeah, you got uh, Ocean's Eleven, Interstellar, Francis Hall, and Everybody Wants Some. No uh, we Avengers. will be talking about Interstellar and Everybody Wants Some in the coming coming uh, months. Fantastic. I uh, am the only one who has a movie that we will not talk about on the show in their top four because I am a fan of ancient cinema. E.T. E.T. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll uh, just so we don't break the show. I'll pick Francis Ha. Yeah, let's <laughs> um, not break the show. It's got like a you know, it's it's got more personality and heart. Like Avengers is great, obviously. It's we like we like Marvel here, but like I'm getting the, the the older I get, I'm 27 years old now. Um, the the more annoyed with the Whedonisms I get from the first Avengers. Yeah, th- I think that's fair. Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's solid. It like really 
as we talk about a Whedon movie the next episode. Wait, we're talking about a Whedon movie next episode? He co-wrote it. Cabin in the Woods. Oh, right, right, right. But that that movie is that movie is as clever as Whedon thinks he is the rest of the time. Yeah, that's he had a co-writer. Yeah, that's probably, um, that's probably it. Uh, the okay, co-writer so is the went, dude who did uh, Bad, Bad Times of the Oreo, Oreo, which is, a, which is we're also going to talk about later. If no, we, we're not. No, because we're, we're ending the podcast. Ending the podcast, okay. Yeah. Um, hey, the thing I forgot to mention is this made $11.3 on a $3 million budget. Talk about Buku's cash. Uh, 92 on Rotten Tomatoes, which fuck Rotten Tomatoes, as we've said before. But um, Hey, yeah. I'll take a 92. I'll take a 92. Uh, 3.9 on Letterboxd. Um, hey, Chad. Yeah, where can people up? find you online and what movie are you looking forward to? I did send it in the Slack. I know you, you sent it because I'm so, so, so prepared for this. I, I sent um, it late. I sent I, it during the show. This I time. am at Chad A. Oliver on all social media platforms, including TikTok, which I'm trying to get back into. So follow me. Give me a like. I made a TikTok right before we recorded no. this, in which uh, what was the joke of that one? Chad, oh, it's no. Uh, no? You, have, you have podcasts to plug. Oh Don't yeah, so spend all the time uh, on the fucking TikTok. Lord of the Rings sentence is my other podcast where I talk about Lord of the Rings one sentence at a time, and I bring on special guests. Uh, coming up this upcoming week i've got jordan keys on the show you might know him from tiktok at its keys and he was a delight to have on the show um and a movie i'm looking forward to uh is let's see i don't want to watch that i don't want to watch that oh licorice pizza looks fantastic i think that's gonna be my favorite movie of the year Paul Thomas Anderson. limited i should have cut it out it doesn't actually come out to christmas well i'm gonna freaking watch it I know. I'm gonna go to the Los Feliz three and watch probably a film print, baby. Hey Mark, hey, Mark, what's it? What's the whole deal? What's your deal? Um, you can find me at Wallington Mark on Twitter and Instagram. Chad, thank you for talking about Twitch for so long. Let me look at the, the movie <laughs> list. Also, did you guys know that Francis Hall made more more money internationally than domestically? I wasn't talking about Twitch. I was talking about TikTok. <laughs> Who Sorry, cares? I, I don't Twitch. <laughs> I'm not a freaking gamer nerd. I'm a I'm a comedy boy. Uh-huh. Um, I'm looking forward to get back the Beatles documentary series on Disney Plus. Is it a movie? No, it is like four episode series. Is it was it on the a list? originally yes. a movie. It mm-hmm. was originally a movie, and then it was too dang big. If you think about it, it's like a four hour movie, though. I don't I don't know if they're one hour episodes. I think morning. they're longer than that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Might be like an eight-hour movie, my man. Hey. Yeah. Uh, Cody, hey. Uh, what, it, Cody, what's Major. your deal? Hey, you can find me at Cody Lunsford on Twitter and Instagram. You can find the other show I'm on that is wrapping up. Um, we need to talk about Spider-Man. Only two episodes left. Um, the movies I'm talking about, because it's Thanksgiving season, and Mark and Chad... Um, Picked ones that a one's on Disney Plus and is a TV show, and the other is not coming out hey, for most people. I'll do a. You sent me. I know. Uh, and it's I'll a wide release, so I'll do a. I'll do a quick. On Netflix, Tick Tick Boom is coming out. I'm really excited about that. That seems pretty freaking good. Andrew Gar film. Um, mm-hmm. I'll definitely be checking there. that one out. I'm curious yeah. about it, but Lynn annoys me sometimes. 
He's I think not he's in a the movie. Well, I actually think he makes a cameo, but he's not like the main person. But like, if he's got the full creative control over the tone of this movie, is it going to be the corniest thing I've ever seen hey, in my life? That trailer looks uh, good, so I don't care. Yeah, and also Hamilton is good. Um, it's, also also the cor- it's also the corniest thing I've ever seen in my life, though. Yeah, because you watched it six years after it came out. Um, it was big deal in 2015. Um, okay. When we didn't care about things being corny. Yeah, because it was the Obama administration. Uh, it is the most Obama. Yes, it is. It's like Parks and Rec. They're it's Obama. Yeah, they're both. Yeah, the Parks end and Rec of the also Obama got era. annoying. Parks and Rec. Exactly. I was thinking not... about this. Parks and Rec started, and the butt of the joke was the freaking government people couldn't get anything done, and then the show it's became about, about how good, how good government, government is, how good. The U.S. government is good. Local, okay, well, but when you do that voice, you sound like an anti, like a Reagan, like a, the problem with government is government when you do that voice. Oh, uh, well, come on. No, I know you don't, but it's, that voice is what that sounds like. Government's good sometimes. Our government isn't. No, but the theory of government's okay. Yeah, it'd be uh, great if we could have a government that did good things. Hey, but... you know what is a good thing? Encanto, another Lin-Manuel Miranda thing coming out Yuck. that I think looks really good. I can't decide oh, how it looks. That's the trailer that I think looks good. No promises about Tick, Tick, Boom. My bad. Oh, <laughs> you got Tick, Tick, Boom and Encanto mix up. One of them is a cartoon. The title of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so Encanto is one I cannot decide how it looks. I think it'll probably be good because Disney's got, you know, the track record of movies like this being great. But like Yeah. The the we'll trailer see. also shows no musical numbers in it, and it is a full musical. So like, yeah, I think it's gonna be good. Um also House of Gucci, y'all, father, son, house of Gucci. You can't get three. I can. It's Thanksgiving. Anyway, you gotta, those are the good. Wait till everybody's had some. I guess you did wait till everybody's had some, and then you went back for seconds. I'm thirds. also excited about Power of Dog. Come on, come on. If we're, if we're gonna double dip here, yeah, double dip. You guys again did a TV show and a movie that hey, is in limited release. Not my fault that the list you sent us was extensive. I'm not excited yeah. about any of this stuff. <laughs> I'm not excited not about a- Ghostbusters Afterlife. I didn't not excited that. about. Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. Never watched a Resident Evil movie, never played a Resident Evil game. I don't well, care. this is a reboot, so it, it, it'd be fine. Um, the, the, I, but it looks bad. The trailer is like yeah. really fucking horrendous, which is a bit of a bummer because the last two games yeah. were really good. Um, the, um, what was the thing Mark said? Mark, what were you saying? Power of Dog. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. There was something. Oh, Ghostbusters. You didn't say it. Chad did. Um, I'm going to see that movie because like, I feel like I gotta, I don't, but I, I feel like I have to, it's a big release. It's weird that it's happening. That trailer that came out today as of recording. Good God. What the fuck? Have you guys seen Ghostbusters? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird how like they've made this into the big legacy thing. Like it's like yeah. it's special to be a Ghostbuster. <laughs> like they're making I, I, it like I, I it's like the, I watched the first two. Like I'd seen the first one before. I'd never seen mm-hmm. the second one before. It I've never seen the second one. Confounding the reverence that it is treated with. It is so fucking weird. Well, and that it, is it, like, but it matches the audience reverence because like when Lady Ghostbusters came out. No, I know. Uh, it's I don't bizarre. It. It's like, because I watched that and I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. Like the first one was pretty good. 
this one's pretty good. What's <laughs> and, another like sci-fi like comedy movie? Like, can we think space of like balls? Something? I don't know. Nah, that's that's too a parody. Much parody. Yeah, it, it's like if Lost in no, not Lost in Space. What the fuck is it called? The Tim Allen Galaxy thing. Quest. Galaxy Quest. Yeah, it is like if the sequel to Galaxy Quest came out and it was like shot it was, like it's all about nostalgia. I mean, and it was all about they're doing Force Awakens by way of Ghostbusters. And it's, it's so weird. Sorry, is is your confusion that you don't understand why Ghostbusters is big or you don't understand no, no, no. why it's so revered? Late Lady Ghostbusters as a reboot slash sequel to them makes complete sense to yes. me. That is the yes. modern comedy version of it. Yes. It is doing similar things, whatever. Sure, it wasn't true to the canon. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that comedy movies, we had to focus on the canon that much. No. Nope. It, it is the reverence... It is treating it well, like it's Star Wars. That's confusing to me. It's, it's a comedy. It's treating it like it's your dad's most prized possession, which right. uh, mm. is the director's dad's I know. most prized yeah. possession. So sure. it is It is just, it's so, it's, yeah, it's like, what if you make Galaxy Quest, but it was like, they just made Star Trek. You know what like, it I is? It's, it's Hamlet 2. Hamlet 2, the movie, was a comedy, which is like a, sequel to the drama i know it's not literally a sequel to hamlet yeah that's a confusing analogy (laughs) i i just it's 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 so bizarre like imagine animal house the sequel to that and it's like this time really really like wow who walked (laughs) it's like a commentary on like uh fraternity culture and it's like really anti-frat i don't know it is more confusing once you watch the original movies after a long time of not watching those than just watching the trailer cold because watching the trailer cold you're like ah it's a new thing and they're blah 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 <laughs> and then re-watching the movie you're like this is a movie where a dude gets a blowjob by a ghost i just don't right. i don't i don't he I does don't like the cross-eyed thing he's like oh, blah, oh blah. like it's so over the top and like Rick Moranis mm. is like across the hall being like the dorky neighbor. And mm-hmm. it's just so weird. It's so weird. I'm still going to watch it. It's just, I, we, we talk about how weird the movie is. And I don't think we talk about it enough how weird it is. Anyway. I, uh, it's a really weird take, but you know what? I've always, I, I, I'm being a little hypocritical because I've always said, if you're going to redo, do the reboot, whatever thing, do something with it. Do something new. Be have a take, and this certainly has a take. So maybe I should see this movie. I mean, but I'm the, watch but, it, but it looks bad. Have a good take. Yeah, maybe that's what <laughs> yeah. I should say. All right. Um, well, hey, uh, Chad, what's the best movie of 2012? Uh, Francis Ha. Uh, Mark, what's the best film of 2012? Francis Ha. Cody, what's the best movie of 2012? It is Francis Ha. Remember, everyone. We come to this place for magic. We come to AMC theaters to love, to cry, to care, because we need that, all of us. That indescribable feeling you get when the lights begin to dim, and we go somewhere we've never been before. Not just entertained, but somehow reborn, together. Dazzling images on a huge silver screen, sound that I can feel. Somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Our heroes feel like the best part of us, and stories feel perfect and powerful. Because, because here, here they are. are. Thanks, everyone, for listening. 
on the next episode of Best Pictures, we are talking about The Cabin in the Woods. It is available on Peacock. I want to see your peacock. Your peacock. That might be cool.com. You never know. <laughs>